This episode contains topics of drug abuse and sex work. Please use discretion when listening. Anthony's new book is out, Unstuck, a life manual on how to be more creative, overcome your obstacles, and get shit done. Check out anthonymindel.com unstuck to sign up for updates, promotions, and get your copy of Unstuck today. Hi, everyone. I'm Anthony Mindel. Welcome to In The Moment, a podcast about acting, art, and life, and that tricky little thing we're all after but rarely find ourselves in, the moment. In this series, I talk to all kinds of creatives and friends about the joys and the ah, heartache and challenges of acting, writing, producing, and getting out of our own ways to be the creative channels we all are. For more information, go to anthonymile.com, and you can also find us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Okay, I hope you enjoy. This week, Tony chats with casting associate Jeffrey Drew. He's worked on hit projects like Marvel's Runaways, NBC's Ordinary Joe, and Dolly Parton's Heartstrings. The two chat about Jeffrey's illustrious career and extraordinary life, spanning from his childhood addiction to sobriety and journey through musical theater, drag, and casting. Reminding everyone, following your dreams is action, the willingness to make mistakes, and showing up for yourself. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of In The Moment Podcast with my guest today, casting director Jeffrey Drew. <sighs> Jeffrey, thanks for being here thank in you. person. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to see you. It's so good to see you. Now, we have known each other for a long time. Yeah, when I first started. We kind of started, I think we started around the same time, right? right. Because 16, 17 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little ahead of you in terms of age and probably, oh, because know. this is my 25th year of having the school. Wow. That's amazing. Crazy, right? How I fast know. it all the goes. longevity. Well. Yeah. You do a great job, my friend. Oh. You know. Thanks, Jeffrey. Yeah. That means a lot. Thank yeah. you. Um, let me just give you a little bit, and you can feel free to chime in. But okay. you're still working with Patrick, right? Oh my god, sixteen, almost seventeen years. So Jeffrey works yeah. at Patrick Patrick Rush Casting, and right. you've done so much stuff, so prolific. I can't list all of them. Oh my god! But I wanted to start off with City on Fire. Yes, it says. So uh, uh, Xavier Clyde is one of our students. Oh, fantastic! Yes. And I worked with him. I'm super excited, and he's been having a great time. And he moved to New York, right, for the show. Right, right. So that's right. a show of yours. Kevin Saves the World, Runaways, going way back now, Dallas, yes. the remake of Dallas. Yeah, not yeah, the yeah. old original Dallas from no, the no, 1980s. No. The reboot. Not that. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, the reboot. Chuck, amazing. That right. got, like, those actors got their start on Chuck, right? right. Like right. Um, the OC. So you have been in it for The a OC hot was the first show. Um, I had been on the road, and Patrick was like, uh, I was doing a national tour that was supposed to go into Broadway, and they closed us in. Boston after a year and okay. so he's like why don't you come back uh summer I need an assistant someone to answer phones and set up appointments and I thought oh that'd be great recharge my spirit instead of going back to New York and because you uh, were acting at the time I was I was oh, in wow. the musical theater so what, what show was it that I was, was doing the 25th anniversary production of Evita oh my uh, gosh with Raul Esparza oh, and whoa. Hal Prince and Larry Fuller and so who had done the original. Part. so were you a dancer as I well I was a chorus boy <laughs> <laughs> I was the short one on the always on the end oh. but uh you know I was grateful I had a great time doing it, it amazing was, yeah 
I just so, happened to get into it. So and so, so did you? Were you working professionally in New York? At I that, was. I was or? living in Our New York. Never crossed years. then, though. Yeah. When when were you there? In uh, the... ninety eight. I no ninety. Yeah, earlier eight. I went there. Okay. Oh, yeah. okay. I had just moved out here. Yeah. Okay. But I had been going back and forth and doing stuff there and okay. always here because I grew up here in Los Angeles. I was born here in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. So, yeah. So you like you were on the boards then. You were doing musical theater yes. and yeah. kind of like. So what changed for you in terms of? So this show obviously didn't go and. You had some downtime, and that's how you kind of fell into casting. Or? Well, Patrick was like, you know, uh, come out. You know, right? He was, it's like, come I out. I'd be doing, <laughs> you know, doing eight shows a week in my forties as a dancer, even though I had years, you know, that I could have continued. Um, I was like, I just wanted to recharge my spirit, right? And so, uh, I just came back and started answering phones and working on the last season of Chuck, or no, uh, on uh, the OC. OC. And then going into the pilot of Chuck, and I thought, oh, and so about a year later, I was like, I think I'm just going to stay. Oh, wow. You know, because sometimes the um, the road dictates where you're to go. That's right. And so... Uh, where it opens up or yeah. where it flows. It was or, like yeah. how I got into being a chorus boy, and certain things dictated my journey, and it was effortless, and I thought, oh, I can do this. Uh-huh. I can... If anything, just to kind of infiltrate and bring the, my friends from New York and here in Los say, Angeles that sure. work in the theater, uh, what it is to work in, you know, TV and TV, film, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. because it's a whole other muscle. Well, at that time, you especially, know. there wasn't a lot of, I mean, when I moved out here, because I was still acting as well, and, you know, there were so many New York stage actors that I revered or I had worked with or whatever, and they had a hard time getting any kind of traction right, here. It right. just, that that did not happen like it does happen now, right? Where there's so much crossover. Well, but, yes, because there's so much more between, I mean, when I started working, basically there was four networks. Right, that's, that's what right. That's what you did. That's you right. You know, and uh, streaming services was certainly in the, the beginning of their whole trial and error. Yeah. So... It's it, like basic cable. Yeah. Right, yeah. And... That coming theater actors coming to television, it's a whole other muscle. And so it's really about pulling back, learning how to pace, also realizing that, you know, you have to just pay your dues and get and have these That's relationships right. with certain casting offices that help you. The same as New York, but you right. know, so I was thinking, I just had a flash. I hadn't thought about this in like 20 years during like the early 2000s. Do you remember Cinemax? Big. Cinemax was one of the early streamers. Right, we right, called right. it Skinemax. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were, I, yeah. Yes, they were doing content. And uh, I don't know, Cinemax, I think, has had had then became part of HBO. I think uh, HBO bought it, maybe I could, or Showtime. Or, but I remember I got offered a role and I just this is just reminding me of like the early streamers, and I was right. supposed to be playing this virtue. I was this virtuosic, uh, virtual, whatever that word uh-huh. is, virtuos, <laughs> virtuoso uh-huh. piano player. But then I have like soft poor, soft core porn love. That's why it was called Skinamax with like I don't know 
the woman who was coming to get lessons from me. Right, like, right, right. Yeah. I ended up saying no. I was such a prude. I like said no to it. I wonder where my career could have gone had oh I. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This pre OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. That was like yeah. <laughs> that was OnlyFans yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. That is... So wow. Okay. So what an interesting journey. But I guess if you had been, you know in the chorus and doing musical that's hard on your body and it's hard work it is, for a long and time and i loved it because i started late but i was really uh, gratitude i had for my journey yeah was just like it just i wasn't one to miss a performance and uh, you know people are like you know you get an extra check here because you didn't take any days off you never took any days off i was oh, excited I that, to Jeffrey. be out there what sign are you, you? Know? I'm a Libra. Oh, you're a Libra. Yeah. Okay. Search a balance. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. And tell me, you know, listen, I, I, I never plan anything in talk, so we can talk uh, about anything, but okay. I'd also love to talk just going right in, like, cause you're very open about your sobriety and how yeah, yeah, it's yeah. changed your life. And yeah. like, tell me more if you can, well, if you want I was to talk a, about that I part was a too. kid from the streets here and oh, I had gotten whoa. into, um, I moved So you grew here up here in, in LA? I grew up, I was born in the Valley. Okay. We moved. Orange County, and then okay. I moved. Uh, moved. I came here uh, eighty two. Okay, wow. So you know, seventeen years old, running yeah. the streets, turning tricks, acting right. a fool, getting arrested, and a little gay kid. Yeah, right? like trying Just, to figure yourself out. Yeah, and all yeah. of it. And so had a little, little crystal meth addiction and oh, alcoholism. Whoa. So yeah. In fact, the last time I was arrested was right up here on the street. And the this is back memories. The Wilcox, Wilcox station, I was just like, oh, this is my old beat. I used to hang yeah. out here, my old Well, beat. I used to do, you know, the, the car wash circuit, I called it. There was a car wash on Palm and Santa Monica and okay. West Hollywood. Okay. Then there used yes. to be a terrific... Um, a terrific car wash. Car wash on <laughs> La Brea and Santa Monica, which is now the Target, which had a, an amazing taco stands. But the girls okay. would hang out there, so you didn't... You didn't want to infiltrate no. their territory. And then okay. there's the Gower and Santa Monica car wash, which Whoa. was, you know... Yeah. So, so like, I would just do the fruit like loop. literally turning tricks, turning tricks, wow. car sex, lots of car sex, but and yeah. for money, <laughs> or <laughs> yeah, or a hit, or a place to stay. All oh. that survival technique that and, I learned. Yeah, and but but obviously the police would bust you, right? That's why. Or well, that's would you the like, thing. I mean, you saw the police and you would go running. Well, that and that because I was young, I kind of stuck out a lot, and uh-huh. so because you were one of yeah. the like. And probably there weren't a lot. Well, I don't know. Were there a lot it, of men at that time? A like, lot. It was all, well, because all the trade had been pushed down from Selma. Uh-huh. Because in the early 80s, late 70s, all that, all of it was up there. And so. Okay. Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, yeah. Jeff, do you whole... write about this? Do you have, have you written about um, it? This is little... like a story. This oh, my God. <laughs> a plenty, I'm sure you plenty do. Plenty of stories. Yeah. So. Wow, and crystal meth even back then because I thought then. crystal meth was more of like early two thousands drug. Well, here's the thing: so, I didn't know it'd been around for so long. Yeah, since the thirties, the German government and the American government <gasps> manufactured it. That's right to get people uh, working and building uh-huh. the infrastructures right. and right. highways for, and for, stuff. Uh-huh. And, yeah, I remember. Yeah, I was not in the bunker with right. David Brown back in the thirties. <laughs> ah, you're not that old. <laughs> no, we're in a World no. War Two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've, I've been clean and sober thirty four years. And Amazing. So, but a lot of that is being involved with the community, right? And being of service. 
But you, you know, seeing that, I'm sure, a lot, is really a lot because there's lot. no return. You no. hit it and you're done. Yeah, right. It's bad. But but yeah. crystal meth. I mean, I also had a student who was a good friend of mine, and we he he was on it for a long time. Right. And like in class and toward the end there, I started, I'll never forget Jeffrey, when I was teaching him one night and I've never in my 25 years of teaching, 30 years of teaching, never said this to a student before. But now when I look back, it makes sense. He was, this was in my old space and I could, you know, again, you, you put in, you start to fill in the blanks once you, you know, retroactively you get the info, but he was disconnected and not there, like literally not there and then unfocused and not present, just like a lot of stuff going on. But one night in class, I was like, not going to say his name, but I was like, look like a ghost. I I guess because I read energies, I felt like there was like a ghost, like I can't explain it. Like right. there, I literally have never said that to any actor before where I felt like the spirit was gone and it felt like he was an apparition in a way. Right. And he just was like, yeah, there's just a lot going on. And I was like, no, it feels like you're a ghost of yourself. Right. Cut to a couple months later, like we almost had to bail him out of jail and then all the truth came out and he's still sadly, he's on the streets still. Like, yeah. you know, it's a... Yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough. It's that thing. Besides it just kind of stripping your soul. I mean, the survival technique involved with that life Mm, mm. and trying to maintain it is. And that's how, you know, I did it from 13 to 23. I was just a kid, unfocused and lost and big dreams. But I was also, you know, one of those kids running up and down the streets when all the trade before the Internet was, you know, you had to go to the boulevard for that life. Right. so I've been, I'm grateful. I mean, I'm a, I'm a person of extreme gratitude about, uh-huh. you know, I went from hooker to chorus boy to casting director, <laughs> natural progression. But it's like, you know, <laughs> so I'm lucky that I survived it. But I'm also that, that, that willingness to keep working on myself, to keep working on my gratitude, my spirit. And being of maximum service, service. to this—it's all service work, isn't it? Community, AA yeah. And, and AACMA, yeah, yeah, yeah recovery. Yeah. I don't know if so, I can say that. Yeah. So uh, how did you? So how did you find the light, so to speak? How did you have your come to, come to Jesus Buddha moment? Uh, I had been arrested for stealing a car. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it was a good one. Well, it was, was it trash? This, this, you know, these did you hotwire tricks? No, no I had okay. been with the these guys were... for oh. five days, and I okay. just it made complete sense to go run to the market. And five days later, it had been reported stolen, and because <laughs> you I'd never been, returned, I had been arrested uh, in Santa Barbara on <laughs> in a Catholic schoolgirl skirt and combat boots on a Wednesday morning. That look is and very popular nowadays. Yeah, it's back. See, these kids think they're so fresh and new. <laughs> I don't know. Nope, you were like, you did it, it first was at 13. Doing it. Yeah. So, so yeah. that was like your, yeah. like you hit your bottom. Yeah. Right. And it was like when I was at the Wilcox station up the street. <laughs> we can go like, say hi to the cops there and see if any of them still. Do this. I can't. Right. I can't. You know. Was, and I had tried staying so I had tried so many things. So you had relapsed. But yeah. yeah. But but was it because you started working a program for yourself or you started finding a... Like I a, was exhausted uh, from the life. Mm. It was the life that was... I just was like, I don't know how many more stunts I can pull here. Well, Jeffrey, I'm so, so glad you're here. Like, oh, oh, my God. Literally I'm and figuratively, so fortunate. right? Yeah. I mean... It could have not yeah. ended well. No, and certainly I'm sure because seen... at the time... 
1988. What, we had the AIDS, AIDS epidemic. epidemic. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. Yeah, it was dire. It was dire. So, yeah, and I just didn't want that family that I hadn't talked to in years finding or picking up my body mm. because I really felt that mm. that was the next thing was death. Mm-hmm. So, and I had dreams. Of course you, you did. know, but they were so. Uh, a mess Uh it was a mess and hopeless just hopeless Mm. so yeah yeah it's interesting like I feel like you know I talk a lot about hope but lately I've been feeling just because of you know these are such interesting times and maybe they've I always say like contextually maybe it's always been interesting being on a rogue planet in the middle of outer space in the middle of one galaxy amongst many in the universe of many universes right 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 but I I I sometimes like whoa because we're we're inundated with so much information but I feel like I was doing a podcast the other day with this woman and I was like, maybe, and I'm not saying like hope, hope is something that keeps us going, but I feel like sometimes I feel like it's more about courage because hope can also be misleading or um, not a real thing right, right, right. because it keeps you in almost like a dream state, right. right? Which maybe can work for somebody because it gets them out of the ditch and like working towards something. But I feel like I'm, I'm really passionate about the climate space, right? And I, I'm working on a movie right now about a climate crisis and they say in climate circles a lot, like, we don't need hope. We need courage to right. move forward in our impending right. climate crisis. Well, it's all and about the action. That's right. I mean, you can have all the faith in the world this is what, for a career, that's for right. a career in television, film, whatever that's it is. That's exactly my point. But it is you about have to show up, all the right? action. You yeah. can be praying all day on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't <laughs> Results are nil. You have to yeah. take those you actions and it. the willingness to make mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I mean, having that's the courage. Oh, I've fallen down on the journey. Oh, I've had another disappointment. Oh, this Got career rejected. isn't going. Yeah. It doesn't define who you are. You, the action is where it's at. Yeah. I Be- love that you're yeah. saying that. It's true. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think that was, you know, the point I was making about how hope can sometimes, is very important because it, I think it elevates, you know, it's aspirational. But I think if you think that, I think sometimes people, um, you know, transitioning here for a second, but like, I think when people come to Hollywood and you probably experience this too, they, they live in that hope space of like, Oh, the Lana Turner, the viewers are too young to know, but Lana Turner was somebody who just got discovered at like Schwab's pharmacy. Right. So I guess that does happen. People still get discovered, but it really requires work, tenacity, showing up, failing like you don't move forward by not failing forward you, you know what have i mean to. Yeah. you have to and it's the thing about those people that come here to town with hope but to be a star yeah and not the longevity of being a working actor right doing the work you know that's yeah. the, that's the goal it's the journey it's not the destination or what it's supposed to look like yeah you know so i moved to new york i was supposed to be a replacement in a broadway show the show gave closing notice it closed before i got there but i continued the journey mm-hmm. and then i because of um, <laughs> my illustrious drag career here i know i was Boston. gonna talk about that too we'll so talk about that <laughs> these people have said oh you're here in town we're doing a workshop of a new musical would you like to be absolutely and so uh so that started this whole thing so then i'm doing these off-Broadway shows right. with these people. And it's like, oh, this is what the journey was supposed to be. To, uh, because it's one thing to be the, the short boy on the end that does flips. Mm. It's another to, you know, come up with a character, bring your essence, because that's work. acting, right. yeah. to, you know, 
to what it was. And I had an amazing journey. I have a friend. Oh, Greg Butler. You know Greg oh, Butler. Yeah. So I had been in New York not more than a year. Okay. And he, uh, I met Greg on day two. He was putting a friend of mine into Chicago. And uh, Oh, yeah, because he's always uh, choreographing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah okay, he's yeah. the associate yeah, on it. Right, so, okay, yeah. Oh, wow. So I was, you know, he, he was like, I was doing a show called um, Blessing in Disguise. Okay. Uh, off Broadway at Times Square Theater. And okay. so um, <laughs> he was like, I've been on Broadway for 10 years. I've never been viewed in the New York Times. And you got a whole paragraph. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, this is great. You know, just thinking this is part of the journey. Right. You know, doesn't define who I am. Right. I just wanted to do good work. Right. You know. Well, I love this about your career, too. It's so eclectic and so, but all encompassing at the same time, right? Like one thing, well, that's the thing about life, right? Like blessing in disguise. It is all blessings in disguise. Even when one thing seems to be falling apart over here, it's like opening a door to something. If you're open, you have to stay open. You have to stay open with it. You do. You know. I always say like. And to be supported by that chosen family of, of people that are. On a journey, on a journey. I keep saying the word journey, but no, that's it what is. it is. You know, it's it's being supported, feeling loved, feeling that even on those hopeless days, that you have someone you can call and say, "Hey, I'm in it. Let's go have coffee." You know, let's go, mm. you know, run lines. Let's go, you know, pick up some sides and just play, mm. just to keep the muscle going. But Jeffrey, I love you know? that you say journey because I'm, I'm like during COVID. I read this book or I listened to this book on, on audio or what's it called? Audible. Um, that's how old I am. I'm like, I listened to an audio book, <laughs> but it was called, um, um, uh, oh my God, Kindred, I think. And it's about our Neanderthal cousins, right? Uh-huh. I became obsessed, so obsessed. Wow. So, so much so that, you know, 23andMe where they do your genealogical. Right, right, right. I had done it years before and I would get uh, updates sometimes. And I just... In listening to the book, they were talking about how we all, all homo sapiens have a percentage of Neanderthal in us, right? right, right. But some people have more. So sure enough, I went to my 23andMe and looked, I have a little bit more Neanderthal in me than the average person. Like just like a percent or two, but it was a lot. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Because I was obsessed with this book and about this whole, for me, thinking about our ancient forefathers, mothers, journeying was it. I'm always so humbled by this. Like, like they had, they had no word for destination. There was no like such thing right. for like, you know, people who came before us. They would move with the seasons and with the animals and right. with um, food and you know like weather. I didn't and, get that. Oh, thank Can you, you Siri. Again? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> she just totally just <laughs> killed my <laughs> moment. <laughs> This is why I hate AI, <laughs> speaking of journeying to the next phase. But, oh, but I was so moved by this idea. And I, so I wrote about this. I have a new book out called Unstuck. And it became a big theme for me about how, you know, we hear these terms like, oh, the journey is the destination and like not getting caught up in the final. And, mm-hmm. and I thought like that is in our DNA. Mm-hmm. If we come from tribes that never... They never knew where they were going at some level, right? right. right? And there was no GPS to tell them. And there were horizons that were undiscovered. So it was all journeying. And so I, for me, I just love that that word to me is so important and that I find that I get stuck when I don't stay open to 
where the journey wants to flow, right, how right, it right. wants to like take sometimes right. literally maybe means moving right. or changing careers or, you know, and that's scary for people. Yeah. Because they're, yes. It, because because we letting, get stuck on of course, the thing. what it's supposed to that's look right. like. That's right. And why that importance of, is it, you know, uh, uh, validation from family? It's it's all that all of it. stuff we're still trying to figure out, yeah. you know, so... I just love what you're about. Like, <laughs> I, I do. Now, I think we originally met, I mean, through Patrick, because I think Patrick had brought me in for a few things. Uh-huh. I, I, I think originally. But I wasn't Todd Sherry Todd working Sherry, there? Yeah, when I started. We, yes, because yeah. he was here at the school. I when was I, the he was one of the OGs. He was the associate. Right. He yes. just showed me the, ropes. the whole thing. Yes, yeah. love Todd. And like yeah. I think that's how you and I had originally met. And so, so then you've just been doing casting and finding right. your way through right. casting. Yeah. I love casting. Yeah. I do. I, I don't want my name on the door. Right. But I love being <laughs> I the love associate. That. And uh-huh. I, you know, because it's like, I know what I do well. Yes. And so. You um, don't want the headaches of running the business and of like. No, yeah, yeah. Because there, there's this element of casting that I don't, don't uh, like. And I don't want. Which is? Um, lying agents. <laughs> <laughs> Just you know, and yes. and uh, just dealing with all of that, all of it. Yeah, it's all, a lot. It's it, it surprises me. And now that there's so much uh, product out there for people to audition for and stuff, and get seen for, and the importance. And so, um, at the end of the day, I'm just like, I feel uh, service. Um, it it gives me purpose. Mm, mm-hmm. A little rhyme there, and um, so. Uh, having time to do that too in my community mm-hmm. is important to me too mm-hmm. so i like being the associate i like the work i love that it's never the same day right but there's an element of it that is just kind of um uh, unacceptable to me mm-hmm. you mean like yeah. the business part the business yeah, part. i know that's hard you know i think it's hard for everybody it's it just, i haven't not you know. ever spoken to anybody in the business no matter what their area of expertise is that challenged by the business at some level right meaning that stuff that we're like why does it have to be that way right because there's great managers no of course no 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 of course of course loving agents i mean honest and forthcoming yes no jeffrey yes Yes, no yeah great let's not waste it right you know waste the time and then there's the other and then there are others yeah yeah and i'm just like oh yeah today's podcast episode is sponsored by we audition Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. Enjoying In The Moment? Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for updates. So tell us about I mean, what has been your journey now through COVID in terms of casting? And, you know, because I'm always being asked, like, is it going to, you guys are still only on, you guys aren't, you don't have We're a just, real space again. No. 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 You think it's going to stay that way? Because I think way? the studios and the uh, networks are going. They don't oh, want to pay for it. Oh, but um, what is happening is there's a disconnect a b, between the relationship of the actor and the casting office. Right which is part of the business. Right. That's your job as an actor. Right. You know, to establish those relationships. Mm. Um, and that there are a lot of, um, now this is my opinion and very general, there are actors out there that are so great at what they do mm-hmm. 
and they're assholes or they have demons. Right. So you're unsure of who is this person showing up for Today. on set. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, where uh, in-person auditions, getting, getting an understanding of who these people are. Uh-huh. I mean, so much about my opinion yeah. <laughs> um, is that people's essence is what's getting them the job. Do you want to spend eight days, the length of an episode, with this person? Or is, are they trouble? You know, this is all so all this thing about, you know, uh, yes, having the skills are very, really important. Going to class, studying all that stuff. People can nail an audition on tape. Right. Absolutely. Right. But then when you meet them in person or if you do a Zoom one on one with the producers and they're not right. good people. I mean, we're fortunate. Uh, Patrick and I work like with really kind producers, mm-hmm. really great mm-hmm. producers, mm-hmm. and so uh, you want to provide actors opportunity to meet, you know, mm-hmm. meet with these producers and for them to like them as people. My, I have two good, really good casting friends that they, and I don't know if this is your experience, but they say that because there's so many actors nowadays, they don't really have to deal with the assholes anymore because they don't have to give those people the job. Right, right, so right. So it's interesting. But it's also because it's a, a television is a beast that needs to be fed with new. It can't that's be true. the same 10 yes. people doing the same 10 that's guest right. stars. You know, that's so, right, yes. You know, and... That, you cycle through people that yeah. are... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. and it needs new blood it needs new freshness it well needs, I you know I think sometimes I still you know even though I've been in the business so long I think I like to idealize it and I forget that it's a business it's an industry yeah it's run by corporations right. and now and committees committees I mean just well, getting it's a data driven or a, no it's data driven just bullshit <laughs> I know it's really Nobody it's really how scary how many followers do you want I know if you can't pace yourself through a scene as waiter number two, come on. Yeah. We did a, a, a the Snapchat series. We started it. Oh, wow. And okay. it was ju- just nonsense. Nonsense. <laughs> because it was all these TikTok people. They wanted this person has three billion followers. Okay. And then they couldn't do they it. They could not pace themselves or even uh-huh. just break down a scene for an audition. And you were like, oh, this is... This is not going well, you know. But Jeffrey, I think that speaks to this. I don't want to say that generation because that makes us sound older. And I, but, but <laughs> let's let me just say, like, I think the thing because I've taught and we do teach a lot of influencers, and mm-hmm. my thing is, I think there's TikTok generation. Like, how are you saying they weren't able to do it? I think they weren't able to do it because. I think the skills that they learn on social media, they don't realize that they're different. These are different skills they have to develop. And developing them takes time. Whether you're working all the time, that's one way, like Jennifer Lawrence learned on set, or being in a great class. Like just paying your dues and auditioning. And so I think there's this, um, this trap neurally where because they get everything instantaneous, they post something, it goes viral, they get billions of likes, that they think that that's the same in terms of like... That's that's fame. True. It's fleeting. That's true. It's just about being famous. But I'm always trying to tell people like, you just gotta, if you really want to do this, the shortcut is the long haul. Do you know what I mean? And you just gotta, it's not like an overnight sensation. So, but I think if, if I grew up as a teenager, seeing the instantaneousness of it, I guess my wiring would be that way too and sure. think that it, it, it's just like that. But I don't know. The scary thing is, is I think it's it's still going to keep 
the Snapchat series you were talking about didn't go, right? It went. Oh, it did we go. Didn't, it but I mean, just... it hasn't continued, no? Or no. Ha- oh, right. No. But I do think content is going to keep going that way. I had a, a client who I was just mentioning who was at the Cannes Film Festival. Huh. And she said, first of all, TikTok was one of the supporters. They under they were one of the corporate sponsors right, 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 right. of the Cannes Film Festival. And she said... The most brouhaha created around celebrities were not celebrities. It was the TikTok stars. Right. Crazy. Right, 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 right. Right? But getting them, I mean, here's my opinion. It's like if they're not in class, if they're not learning the skill and the muscles of acting for film, for television, yeah. it's it's a lot for, on my end, a lot of wasted time just getting through yeah a session a session yeah, yeah, yeah. watching self tapes and i'm just mm-hmm. like you know beautiful beautiful people right but they can't right they can't act they can't act well it's you know i also find it interesting like i have a student who has like billions of followers and he really is authentic in his wanting to grow and learn but sometimes as an actor, but I'm like, whoa, you're making so much money. Per, not that money is like the driver of it, right. but I think it's interesting that it also kind of becomes feed the beast because he's making so much, like $80,000 a month right, right, plus right. his endorsements. So, right, right, right. But then he has no time to do anything but his creativity for that. Right, right, right. So it becomes its own. I don't know. It's really tricky. I but think, like as you your first sentence was, I have a student. This, this person is in class. Yes, you know but no, I mean? no, 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 no. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm always no. hitting him up. I'm like, yeah. back in class. And, you know, I'm always trying. Work works. Right. The work works. Right. This, look behind me. Like, well, it's empty seats, right? right. Well, like, the work works. But right. I think, again, people realize, like, once you start getting in it, you realize, oh, God, this is going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. You know, when I first moved here, Remember uh, Jeff Greenberg? Yeah. Jeff Greenberg? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He was, I remember him telling me, oh my God, I was like, what, 27? He's like, it's going to, and this was back in the late 90s, it's going to take like five years for you to find your way here. Right. I think it's like 10 years now. Right. You know what I mean? Well, it takes a long time. Yeah, because actors are moving from New York to LA or the LA to the New York or right. Atlanta, where it's, where it's all, the whole business is just going to Atlanta. Uh-huh. But it's, it's you giving think yourself. Because we have a school there. But it, I w- it's, there's so much work there. True, but I, I had a question for one of my other casting director guests. Like, but But don't you find though that you're the main, the principal casting is happening here in New York. Right, hiring out of this city, and right. then they do like background in locals. Right, right, right. So uh, in but Atlanta, but if you're an actor or someone new to the business, uh huh, those are the opportunities. You're right. not going to go directly into a guest star or series regular, you know, position. Yeah, role. So there is a lot. There is a lot on so many levels that you know. It's finding out, you know, are you three camera? Are you single camera? Right, so you can learn a lot is what you're saying. That's about being a student. Yeah, developing your skills. You're right. You know. That's true. There is a lot of work there now. Yeah. 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 I think it's interesting because, like like I said, we have a school in Atlanta and there's some incredible people there. But I think 
like the Atlanta market or the Vancouver market, I think a lot of actors there feel like they're always second position because right. they're not revered the same. It's all perceptional, right? right? They may be just as talented, but they're not getting the same opportunities, let's say, as casting out of L.A. Right. You know? But I'm also seeing that um, working with local casting on projects like uh, – that I'm seeing a lot of actors that used to be here in town that, that are, moved post COVID, right? That are there, yeah. so they're booking all the time. Uh huh. Interesting. Because they're talented. Uh huh. You know, they're talented. Yeah, we've seen that change. I don't think you have to be in LA anymore. That I do know. Yeah, right? I mean, the opportunities are here for uh, bigger projects, right? So, right. Yeah. What are you working on right now? So, are you? You guys are done with City on Fire, right? We are yeah. done. We just. Uh, it's coming out in the spring after the. First of the year. Yeah. Okay, I'm excited because it's based just, on the book, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, I didn't read the book, but yeah, yeah. But, but no, amazing working, scripts. Working I mean, with Xavier, they were really good, Josh really good and, material. Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage. Ah, right. And, okay. Uh, we're waiting to find out a start date for a new project for them. Okay. So, Exciting. Uh, but you know, we from OC to back to uh, looking for Alaska to a oh, handful. Oh, you guys of, do that show? Okay. Yeah. Okay. We were uh, working. You know, we did Echoes this year. We did okay. uh, on Netflix, which was did really well. Right. And, and we just we finished our twelfth Dolly Parton project. I did see with, that. <laughs> I was like, who doesn't love Dolly? Well, that's the thing. She's such a heroine. Yeah. Oh my god. That's a remarkable. I mean, she's, she's my higher power. Yeah. She's like, I <laughs> that's how you her, got through it. You know, watching her uh, in screen tests for uh, one of the television series that or shows that we did. And watching her interact with people mm-hmm. and then going to dinner with her and Sam Haskell, her producing partner, and watching her from connecting with the ballets, the busboys, the yeah. salad service. Right. I mean, she's like there. Goodness. Yes. Goodness, goodness. Yes. And it yeah. Well, she, she also I think is an emissary of like how to be, right? Like right. you treat everybody the same. Everybody, right? Yeah. You don't I mean that's those are lessons that people yeah. can learn about humbleness and yeah, she yeah. seems to be a genuine... She, you know, and she puts her money where her mouth is. Yeah. Whether it's creating libraries and buying books. Right. Millions of people are reading kids. In right. Her, you know, putting all her employees through college. You know, if you work at Dollywood, it's opportunity there. Donating a million dollars to a cure for... Or a, a treatment for COVID. And, right. I mean... Yeah, she's special. Yeah, she's uh, a good... That's a good one. That's woman. beautiful. Yeah. So your eighth special with her? Twelve. 12th. Yeah. We did. <laughs> On we, the 12th we day did, of Dolly Chris. Yeah. Miss my we true just love did, came um, to me. What was uh, the uh, <laughs> Dolly Parton's, I kept calling it Magic Mountain, Mountain Magic Christmas. Magic Mountain. And which was a scripted musical. And, okay. Um, I love it. And it, you know, it's, they have what they have. Yeah. You know. So she sings and like, she yeah. Sings, that's her, dances. That's it was variety Jimmy show kind Fallon of and her goddaughter, Miley oh, wow. Cyrus. And, oh, uh, I didn't know that. Jimmy Allen. Oh, wow. Willie Nelson, I mean, okay. and then just trying to book those type of actors or performers, which was a whole, you know, because they're music agents, they right. don't know. Oh, right, right, know. it's a completely different animal. So, yeah. But the actors were for, you know, Angel Parker, all these people from L.A., New York, going to Tennessee to, you know, wow. work with Dolly Parton, you know. Love it. Yeah. Okay, so, so you're busy. We've been really fortunate. Yeah. Really, really fortunate, especially during the pandemic. We were, right. you know, two or three projects at the same time. There's a lot of self-tapes. There's right. a lot of, you right. know. Adjusting so, to that, yeah. this new world. Yeah. 
And be, be, let's let's just talk real quickly too about your your drag persona. <laughs> is it a lot of slots? Still? It's a lot of yeah, slots. It's a lot Miss of Nevada. slots. Miss yeah. La- Miss Nevada. Yeah. A lot of slots. I saw you perform many, many years ago. Really? Do you still take her out? And like, I do. I best to holler out once okay. in a while. Okay. Yeah. I'll yeah. do a bingo. I'll do <laughs> I'll go to Bomb Springs. I'm working on a one woman show for her right now. Oh, so I can't yeah. wait. So I always have something even though I've kind of uh, given not given up, but uh, I know what I do for work and um but I always have something creative, you know. You really just, do, Jeffrey. You know, so besides Lotta, I'm also, you know, uh, the best in drag show. I'm the right. director producer. Right, right, and, right. Um, I did a couple documentaries last year, which was a whole other thing to be on the other side of that. Uh-huh. That really was, it was really remarkable yeah. that they got so much traction and then all of a sudden winning all these awards and then working with. What su- like what subject matter? Um, I did a documentary called Right, right to Try. Okay. Uh, I had done a... Which uh, is... It was based on... I had done... Met the scientist okay. who had um, a cure for HIV. Oh, wow. Okay. So I uh, did the treatment of my friend Zeb Newman, who's a, a producer at James Corden's show. Okay. Uh, so I grabbed a camera that first week and followed me through the process of the first... Uh, six seven months of it okay because uh, it made me really sick oh, well, and it wasn't in that, right? um, uh-huh. it shocked my system and right. so oh, okay you know for a couple of years i was not on meds i was uh, uh non-detectable right i mean there was all this it's went from the uh nih national uh-huh. health right. institute yep. to yep. The FDA where it's sitting now. Okay. So, um, so you were like one of the trial. So I did this trial. Uh-huh. Zeb filmed it. We did this film. Whoa. And kind of gone, not took on, but questioned Big Pharma because it was not governed by any of the Big Pharma. And that a lot of people were coming after me. Huh? We're doing it. But anyway, so Octavia Spencer was the producer. She came on board. Oh, <laughs> Katie Perry. So all right. of a sudden that we were winning these awards Wars. and yeah. doing, yeah. you know, I'm doing panels with Octavia and James Corden. And I'm like, I'm just a little hooker <laughs> from Hollywood. What am I doing here? But it was really, you know, it was that. It was, you know. And then what? what is the efficacy of the trial? Like, how has that worked out? They're or, waiting to fight. Here's the. And how did it work out for you? For me, great mm-hmm. until uh, the mad scientist that you know who I thought I knew really well uh-huh. has been. Um, he's in being brought up on trial Uh-oh. for murder for hire. Oh no, yeah. that's the second documentary. So that's right part there. two. We're, oh God, see, okay, <laughs> I'm right like, on it. No, we have to do this. I'm like, like part oh two. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah. So it was oh, like crazy. This only happens in the movies, but it yeah, doesn't. It doesn't. And people were like, "How are you dealing with this?" I was, you know, at the oh, Wall Street whoa. Journal and the LA Times, wanting comment. I was like, "I'm not used to any of this," so I'm not. Jeffrey, you're like a mini celebrity. It's weird. It's just weird. It's a lot of attention sometimes. Right. And I go, okay. My goal was not for me to be cured of a for HIV, HIV. Uh, but to see what I could do for the world uh-huh. and for the community. Uh-huh. 
Well, also, you're just doing so much just talking about it and having, like, you know, it's like with Billy Porter, right? Coming out and having no right. shame around right. it. And there's such stigma attached to so many right. aspects of HIV and other stigmas we have around well, mental it's health or other ar- diseases. archaic right. idea right. and what it is. Right. And, but millions of people are still affected oh, by it. Oh, my God. No, and yes, thousands are dying a year yeah. around the world. Yeah. And so, so, wait, where can, we, where can we see the documentary? Well, it was on... Uh, Peacock. Okay. And so right now they've taken it off until this trial uh, because they put all the pieces together. Okay. And the Wall Street Journal. So you're waiting <laughs> so, to see if the guy's going to be indicted before you know where it's going to land. Yeah, yeah, where it is. Okay. You know, or I could um, send you a copy personally and then okay. you could read it yeah. and watch it. That okay, way. I'd love to watch so, it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And it was, you know, it was like, oh, this is what this feels like. But what was interesting to go to film festivals. Mm. And because we were with, uh, we had a name, names attached. Um, oh, even the film festivals, I was watching filmmakers who did not have, who had been accepted to these uh, film festivals and not acknowledged or even respected for their creativity. Mm. These are people creating. Mm-hmm. And so I was talking to one of the board members of, uh, I said, Outfest? Yeah, Can I yeah, say that? Yeah, for sure. And I was like, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. How dare you? These people are creative artists. They are creative. You have accepted them. And because they don't have any shiny on them. Oh, right. Yeah. You're not acknowledging that they're filming. They made something. They made something. You know. It's sadly, you know, just like other aspects of the industry, festivals have become more about if you don't have bling bling. It's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's really a shame. Because art is art. And you don't All have to, you know what I mean? You don't have Whether to. it's storytelling or That's document, right. That's right. you know, documentaries or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, I get it. Like at one, I mean, I'm not, you know, advocating on their side. It's like, I know that they want to put butts in seats and it's become commercialized. Right, you know what I mean? Right. It's a way for them to advertise and get tickets sold. But I, I don't, I, it's weird because even though I work with well-known people, I'm not, I'm interested in stories. Right. I'm not interested in necessarily the people who tell the stories. Right, you know what right, I mean? Right. I want to go right. and have an experience of something that I want to learn something about. That's but, it. Whether it's new information or an awareness that's or right. just being moved. That's right. You just know, being moved. It's like, yeah. I don't watch reality television. It's not my thing. I'll watch documentary right. if I'm going to learn something. But, um, storytelling is an art and because we're in such this digital age it you know being lost you know you think about all the vhs films that are on vhs who people don't even know yeah, about because they've lost yeah. Yeah. licensing with yeah. wonderful performances and actors and i mean that's yeah. the thing about creativity right it's yeah. all trans transient and, and right. like ephemeral in right. a way right like not unlike our neanderthal cousins like telling stories around the fire right right? it's like it's a it's where it comes from of course or putting drawings on the side that's right on the caves was because that's all they had documenting story we have that right the loss of books that's right actual it's always changing you know the medium it's so interesting it's an interesting time you know to be alive and experiencing this (laughs) have you seen the have you seen the on instagram it's kind of really i'm obsessed and i will watch it like a number of times through, but it's this AI. It, it it goes from like primate to it takes it. It's sort of like the evolution of Homo sapiens, and then it goes into like the projected future of AI. Wow! I'll no. find it and, oh, go, and go send ahead. it to you. It's okay. it's kind of 
beautiful and genius and then it turns very disturbing and haunting and right. scary of like right. where we're kind of going well and we have a government you know so there are some in the government who don't want actual books and mm. you know who are going to dictate what you're going to read oh yeah that's a whole other storytelling oh yeah and it's yeah, just yeah, like yeah. oh my god frightening yeah frightening frightening yeah yeah we haven't talked about acting. No, we today. haven't. <laughs> I'm sorry. But you know what? I mean, this is, I'm so fulfilled yeah. and feel so inspired by, oh. you know, I. this is why I love just, I was the other day, I was like, oh, you know what? I just, I, this is how my mind works. I was at the Vons that I go to here and one of the cashiers, her name is Melba and she's a bit older. And I didn't ask her this, but I was like, oh. I just would love to know more about her, where she came from. Right. She was there during all of covid and you know frontline workers and it's just like everybody's got a story right. like i'm not That's just interested right in famous people's stories yeah. i love famous people but i also love like the people who work at the car wash or yeah. I melba story so i was like what if i did my podcast this year with just talking to people about their stories right like people don't think they have stories everyone everybody has a, does everyone, everyone. it's yeah. not more of a glorious story because you're a billionaire or you're famous it's just your story. Yeah. No. You know? Yeah. Everyone has a story. I think that's the takeaway. Yeah. Jeffrey, let's do our quick a quick speed round that I like to do. Okay. And then we'll be done. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, and I didn't bring my list, so I'm I'm only, I'm gonna give you like an edited version. Like just like, okay, what's uh -oh. something you can't do without? Uh, Starbucks. Oh, good one. Yeah. What is your favorite movie of all time? Uh I know it's pretty a big question, or just a favorite. Wow. Movie. Lawrence of Arabia. Oh wow, that's like four hours of of a commitment. It is, is. okay. It's, yeah, people uh, are surprised by that. They would think it would be anti mame or oh, right. which are also second, and you know they're there. <laughs> yeah. but it's such a large uh, storytelling that I'm just like, and, yeah, it baffles because he, he just can't David Lean. He yeah. was incredible. Yeah, yeah his, incredible. Yeah. Um, I always watch, I, I try to get my boyfriend who's younger than me. I call them old timer, old timers movies. <laughs> and some of them are like hits or misses for him. But then right. sometimes he'll watch one. He'll be like, because there is something to be said. And I'm not, I feel like in many ways I've become that kind of person where I was like in the old days. Right. But when you watch something, like I'm always trying to get young people to watch older classic movies right. because you see, like, even if the style of acting was different. Right. You still see a truth or a commitment or a freedom or right. a commitment to something that I don't sometimes see in acting nowadays. Right. I find it incredible. It's yeah. You know, especially with some of the, especially in the sixties, those, the roadhouse pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Road, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, you're just like, you yeah. can't, you can't go back. That's a lost art to yeah. have a thousand extras running through the desert. No, it's you true. know, yeah. it's just like, just go oh my god i just saw a fellini movie again the other day la strada and like uh -huh. i mean you know it's fellini but again i was just like oh my yeah. god they, they, they were so free and anthony yeah. quinn was so like oh my god yeah. like yeah. incredible yeah. how they fill the space in a way you know right. but so and anyway. that goes back to that courage you were talking about that's you know that was certainly the 50s into the 60s was a whole different era of acting for it film. really was and 
I texted yeah. my friend and I was like, because those of you who don't know La Strada, it's like a traveling circus. And I was like, I just want to be an artist in a traveling circus. Right. I literally <laughs> texted my friend. I actually voice right. noted him. Right. And because I was so inspired by that world and how I just, anyway. And so the I love randomness it. of some of the yeah. visuals where and you're just like, it, oh, there's a lady with a feather hat. What right, is she right. doing? She does nothing, nothing but like yeah. everything. Yeah. Smokes. Yeah. She just smokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, Okay, uh, um, we went off on tangent there, but I loved it. No, no, no. Um, um, uh, what's something you would tell your younger self? That you were enough from the beginning. Aw, yeah. yeah. I, I've had to, my, my life has been about recapturing that. Right. Because I always, I came in with a lot of information that was given to me, mm-hmm. and I took it on, mm-hmm. and I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Just go, oh, I would have become a, chorus boy earlier and skip the hooker bit <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like i wished i had you know told that little yeah. kid yeah. especially when i was running the streets at 17 and 18 through hollywood yeah doing sex work you know but jeffrey as painful as all that was that's also been part of your story it's oh, made you DNA. who you are of that's right of course. right so it can be both right? i work with a lot of uh, sex workers and content creators that are seeking sobriety and, uh-huh. and the stigma involved mm. with it and yeah so there's a lot of when i was the covered wagon days here in hollywood <laughs> you know just helping them find sobriety uh-huh. yeah Amazing. that it's possible that yeah. we have to let go of that shame right you know but you know Wow, from that deep thought, I'm going to ask you such a superficial question Please now. Do. Who's your Hollywood crush? Yes, <laughs> <gasps> can be male or female. Jennifer Coolidge. Oh, I love Jennifer Coolidge. Yeah. Um, how would you describe acting in one word? Storytelling. Beautiful. Yeah. And I always end with how would you define love? Unconditional. Beautiful. Yeah. I always say. And I'm always surprised that people don't know this. Obviously, they don't listen to my podcast. Because <laughs> I end every podcast with this question. Um, I just define love as this moment right now. That's beautiful. So thanks for being here. Oh, thank super you. super fun. And Jeffrey, where, even though we didn't talk about casting at all, I think people are going to be so inspired by this. Where can people find you? And I always say, don't stalk Jeffrey. Don't stalk him you and Patrick Rush. You can find me on Instagram, you know, Facebook. I'm, yeah. At Jeffrey Drew. Uh, Jeffrey Lotta Drew. Jeffrey Lotta Drew. On Instagram, okay. yeah. Does Lotta Slots have her own Instagram she page? Doesn't. She doesn't. No. She doesn't need it. No. She's beyond that. Yeah. 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 Okay. She's, yeah. Okay. Thanks yeah. for being here. Oh, my God. Thank you so for much asking fun. me. Thank you. I feel that we didn't talk about acting. That's okay. Or casting. No, yeah. We d- unless okay. you feel like there's something you want to say about it. The job, this. Yes. We'll leave you with yes. this. Which I always say, the job for the actors just to keep showing up. It's just keep showing up. That's Let it. go of what it's supposed to look like. Just keep showing up. That's life. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to In The Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And follow us at Anthony Mindel and at AMAW Studios, plus all the worldwide accounts near you for more. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by We Audition. Receive 25% off with the promo code AMAW on weaudition.com. The video chat community to audition, rehearse, self-tape, and get advice. And hopefully book the fucking job. Oh my God. Cut. That was great. Jeffrey, that was right. amazing. Are really? you kidding me? Okay. okay. I was crying like the Jeffrey, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>